Kaylin, I have a question. Would you like okay. to say register with me? Yes, I would. Oh, hail our fair Riverdale. Register. register. All right, that's nice. Okay. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the welcome back episode of the Riverdale Register. My name, in case you've forgotten, which you have not, is Caitlin. And my name, in case I forgot, which I hope not, is John. It's been a long quarantine, guys. Uh, yeah. And welcome to the Riverdale Register. <laughs> welcome to the Riverdale Register. We've, it's been some time since TV been, was out. <laughs> like, new TV on... Been, on TV. A minute. Um, it's been six months since we've done this podcast. And that's it, not even including, that is including all of our bunker episodes. The bunkers, so, yeah. We, yeah. You know, fully expected that by the time we got back to this podcast, we would no longer be in bunkers. And boy, <laughs> boy, did last year prove us wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a lot of things that happened this year that I didn't expect. Um, the global pandemic was probably... Actually, last year, the global pandemic, or I guess just the pandemic, because global is implied in the word pandemic. Anyway, that wasn't fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope you were all staying safe and healthy and observing by social distancing. And not to not to make things worse for Kalen, but there was a pandemic and then I moved away. Yeah, that kind of sucked. But actually, it ended up being fine. Because (laughs) what ended up happening was he got a pool. So yeah, uh, I this was is upset. this video zoom. <laughs> these are the only times I get to see the lower half of your face. But sometimes I you're know. able to come over and we're able to sit out on the deck and at least hang out at a distance. It's, exactly. I mean, that's the thing. It's like if you were still living in our neighborhood, you wouldn't be able to have me over by your pool because you wouldn't have a pool. <clears throat> you're you're so... forgetting about that wonderful time that I hung out outside your window and we talked through the screen door. <laughs> That's true. Well, then you came to me. So, yeah. yeah, So, John, literally, I think, what, your tire blew or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My tire blew out, and I had to take it to get replaced. You got to hang out right outside of my window, and we got to talk, and it was nice. Mm -hmm. And it was was the most social activity I had literally in, like, three weeks at that point. So, that was exciting. It's, uh, It's been quite a journey, guys. I mean, John's back at work. I'm back at work. I have a new job. And in addition, I have a job I'm writing about Riverdale at the dip, which is a recent development, <laughs> and using John <laughs> as a source. You which know, is, we uh, will, for everyone who's been following my uh, much discussed in the press theory about Jelly Bean <laughs> as the voyeur slash auteur, <laughs> this is the episode for you. <laughs> oh my God, I know. I, I that's so John. I basically had this theory like months and months ago. Right. Yeah, I was then, I was making jokes about this before the pandemic hit. And now I'm like, it's not a joke. This is fact. This is a hundred percent the only thing that I will take as mm-hmm. as an accepted thing. So, guys, spoiler alert: it's Jelly Bean. You can all go home, <laughs> but don't go home. I totally forget if we do reviews actually before or after we explain the episode. Oh, we, we should we should do them now. Do people okay, still talk so, about our show we, even even during all this time? Um, well, we've gotten a ton of really nice comments on Twitter, a couple of really nice uh, comments on our Instagram, but I think the nicest things come in the form of a review, a five-star <laughs> review. Really. And so, a review that, that, that materially boosts our profile in one way or another. I love it so much. But I think we already read Annabee 
in case we didn't, Annabee, tweet at me, but I'm pretty sure we read yours. So <laughs> anyway, this is from August 13th. It's from MDWAG15. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. The headline is This Rocks. It says, the best Riverdale podcast I've come across. Very entertaining and enjoyable to watch. Their theories are crazy and make you think. Love it. John, I think we all know what they're talking about there. The second one is from Cassidy Tidwell. It's from November 2020, November 4th, 2020. And it says, enjoyable podcast. I began listening to this at the beginning of quarantine and can confirm that it is a lovely podcast. I love the word lovely. That's like my favorite word. Both of the hosts are hilarious and enjoyable. I'm currently on the episode where they keep talking about Cassidy and I'm listening to it in math class. So it's confusing me because that's my name. I just want to make sure that everyone knows how amazing the show is and how much the tangents are actually enjoyable and you should listen to it. Also, you can go on as many rants about how much you hate Trump as you want. Thank you, Cassidy. And I will say, they didn't say math class. They said maths Yeah, so they're not in the States. And yet, you know, they have opinions. I'm stoked that we were someone's pandemic podcast. I know, I love that. That someone was like, I got a lot of time in front of me. Might as well listen to 76 podcast episodes about Riverdale. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I just hope that we were the little voice in your ear helping you helping you get through it. Also, we know that politically it's, uh... speaking, it's a brand new show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't have to talk about Trump ever. Think about it. <laughs> and we'll, we, might, we might try not to. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be a hard or fast rule, but uh, I'm for my own sanity, going to pretend he doesn't exist. So the next one is Little Girl from a Little City, and it's by Alexia Max. And I would definitely read a book if that was the title. Alexia Max? That sounds like like a preteen that solves mysteries or crimes. It does sound like that. I was thinking about Little Girl from a Little City, but I think it could be Alexia Max, colon, Little Little Girl Girl from a Little City. And honestly, I might steal that for the future, but we'll see. Um, And this one is very nice. It is, I love this podcast so much. I'm 15 years old, and you wouldn't think someone of my age would like something like this, but I love dissecting TV shows that don't make sense. I'd also like to point out that I absolutely think that a 15-year-old would like this show because I was a 15-year-old <laughs> liking the show. But ergo, I digress. Also, as a girl from a small town slash city, I can tell you that there are people like, like this here. We do have a Cheryl Blossom, Jughead Jones, Archie Andrews. We have them all interact. I've been compared to Jughead and even Betty, but that's not the point. The point is I love Riverdale, I love this podcast, and I love horror mystery stuff. So, yeah, I'm a little messed up. Smiley face. Oh, my God. I love you. That was That's such a yeah. nice review. <laughs> so weird that I wrote this from the past. <laughs> um, that's awesome, Alexa. That's a compliment. Good job. We love you. Thank you. So, Caitlin, uh, tell me about the title of this episode. So, the title of this episode is Climax which oh. is about as risque as you'd expect from, wow. and from that's, Riverdale. But, and it's, and um, it's the first episode of the season. That's, that's funny. I know. You could see why what they were going for if this was like the third to last episode, which I think yeah. is funny. But I believe it is based on the 2018 psychological horror film um, by Gaspar God. I hope I'm saying it. No, Noah? Noah? No? Wait, I N-O- think I know this one. Is it French? Yes. It is French. It is French. Yeah, it's like it's 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 actually like that one episode of Scream season two. Caitlin, oh yeah, where, where they yes. where they spike everyone with ayahuasca. Uh huh. It's yeah. like that, yeah, but like I think everyone's like a, ballet, a, a professional dancer also at this party. 
Exactly. Um, so that's basically what it is. It's there's a party, a bunch of dancers are there. Sangria gets spiked with LSD, and then crazy shit goes down. And so I think that probably the reason that it's named after this is because of the prom scene. You, uh, think- yeah, and probably the um, the uh, the film festival slash rave. Right, exactly. So it's uh, the vibes of it are still there. So, Which so this is probably is is is, is my favorite line of the episode: <laughs> film festival slash rave. And I'm like, oh, I mean, Riverdale. You, you know, I I haven't watched an episode of Riverdale since since Killing Mr. Honey, and and yeah. I think I I think I had forgotten how arch Riverdale is, or how yeah. or how camp Riverdale is. But when he said I, that, I'm like, right, camp. this. <laughs> <laughs> we're back. We're back, baby. We're back. They started filming this episode before they actually went, before the pandemic hit. Yeah, I can't really tell when they started and when they stopped and then took a break. You know what I mean? Like, I can't tell which scenes are older, which I guess is good. Um, it wasn't jarring at all. But, but yeah, I mean, it must have been really weird for them because they had quite a significant break, I thought. Right? Yeah, I think, they I think we March. lost Riverdale a little bit earlier than a couple other shows. Because they had a COVID scare, I think. Oh, that, uh, they had that when they were going back into production. No, no, I think that the reason they they canceled production earlier than oh, some shows Oh, you're right, March. you're right. I think they had to suddenly yeah. stop because of a COVID scare. And then the, the shutdown was announced, so they just didn't go back. And they never finished right. this episode. Until now. But they did eventually. Yeah. So, so that's good. This episode is written by Ace Hassan and Greg Murray. Uh, Ace Hassan has also written on, oh, nothing else. This is Ace's first series uh, writing credit. Hey, Ace. Uh, he, it, ra- he wrote uh, chapter 52, The Raid of Riverdale. Cool. Uh, chapter 60, Dog Day Afternoon. And this one. This is his third written by credit on Riverdale. Uh, Greg Murray is also uh, only a Riverdale writer. His first episode is Chapter 24, The Wrestler. He also wrote on Chapter 52, The Raid, Chapter 60, Dog Day Afternoon. It's clear that he and Ace are writing partners, and I've probably mentioned that the last times I brought them up. Uh, This episode was directed by Pamela Romanowski. Pamela has done a couple episodes of Riverdale before, Fast Times at Riverdale High, The Raid, The Great Escape. She also did two episodes of Dash and Lily, which I really enjoyed from oh. this year. I thought that show I was I know, adorable. I never finished it. I know, it looked really cute, and I started watching the first episode, but then I would fall asleep. Not, no shade to Dash and Lily, I no. just kept doing it. Uh, she did two episodes of Katie Keene, Here Comes the Sun, and Wishing and Hoping, and an episode of Prodigal Son were on Fox. A good show. A, a weird it, do show. Do you watch it? I watch a few episodes, yeah. It's pretty good. I uh, I think that's going to be a show that I binge and then I talk about, and then you're like, Stockholm Syndrome show? Yeah. No, but, I, but I read the pilot for it, and I thought it, the was, it was a decent premise, but it also was like so aggressively Fox that it kind of turned me off. When it's like, <laughs> he's a slick investigator guy with a lot of money and really nice suits, and he's damaged. The- and I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I see. <laughs> Did but we, then when I heard Michael Sheen following? was playing the dad, it kind of elevated the whole thing for me. Because he's, he's great. He's, did you ever really see good. Um, good Omens? 
No, but I heard it's good. He is incredible in Good Omens as the angel. He's funny. He has like a, a way about him that I think is funny. Mm-hmm. But have you seen the following on Fox? Just thinking of things that are aggressive. I, 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 I remember that's that was the Kevin Bacon one, right? Very similar, but it is incredibly violent. Like the first episode of the following. Oh, I no, like I've we may seen, have talked about this. I, I have I've had I've had rants about the following. About how it was a show where any time the writers put themselves into a corner, they could just reveal someone else was secretly a serial killer the whole time. That's my favorite thing. That's, I love it's it. It's the worst it's so thing. It, it was definitely not like um, a good idea because there were, but I, I don't know. I mean, people are fucking crazy <laughs> because, you know, people aren't crazy. So maybe, maybe it could work. I mean, yeah. It you, felt a little You love a cult, but I, right? I was like, it felt like a little bit unrealistic, but I think that's okay. (laughs) So it was really enjoyable and I enjoyed it. Uh, But my favorite part about the following is that I was in Party City and in like the third season of the following, one, oh my God, what's his name? You would know him. He's black. He has really blue eyes. That's kind of like his signature thing. I totally forget his name now, but he's a, he's a famous actor. He's like TV is it, is it, wait, is it like Michael Ealy? Yeah, 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 I'm pretty sure it's him, yes. So, but I was behind him at Party City, and he was wearing sunglasses. <laughs> and then he took off his sunglasses, and, like, once he took off his sunglasses, the guy in front of me was like, you're Michael Ealy. Like, I love the following. Like, I started talking to him. Yes, exactly, it's him. John's just showing me a photo of a beautiful Michael Ealy. Wait, um, I've seen, I've... Once on a walk around Los Feliz, I saw him by, like, a, a, a home improvement store. He's yep. like, oh, that's, that's Michael Ealy. Exactly. <laughs> he, was on, exactly. Um, he was on the Kobe Smulders show that got picked up and then canceled. Stumptown. Stumptown? That was really oh, wow. depressing. Yeah, you liked that show. Well, it was, it was fun. It had an, I liked its vibe, its personality. I didn't keep up with it, though. But it was picked up for season two and then just... Because of how much it costs to produce things in COVID, they were like, nah, nah, and they cut it. That's what happened to the society. I'm still upset about it. If you talk to me about it, I still get mad. <laughs> because they said it was happening. Like it was and it was only gonna it it was only getting better, too. Exactly. It was only getting better. It's only fucking getting better. Anyway, Riverdale. <laughs> yeah, wait. <laughs> Hold on, your Michael Ely story doesn't have an ending. <laughs> Oh, no, it was just funny because you could tell that, like, he recognized him immediately once the sparkling blue eyes came out. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just hilarious because he was like, he's like, God, I have to fucking take off these sunglasses probably. And everyone will see my beautiful eyes. That's hilarious. And he's like Superman. <laughs> yes. Or but if, it was he would just wear, if he would just wear sunglasses, no one would know. It was amazing. He has very, very blue eyes. And I think that it's just, you know. People love a Michael Ely. People love Michael Ely. So, uh, Caitlin, I have three plots in this episode, and each one is named after oh. a, a couple from Riverdale. We have Bughead, Varchi, and Choni. Where do you want to go first? Let's do Choni. It feels like the most nonsensical <laughs> one. Yes. So, so we start with Cheryl and Tony having holding signups for prom king and queen. But also, they don't want anyone to sign up for prom king or queen. Because Cheryl wants to be prom queen with Tony. It's kind of more of a, 
if they're holding the the list, you know, if somebody else were to do that job, yeah, they'd fuck it up and <laughs> put someone else on the list. And Cheryl's so, like, I want everyone to want me to be queen. It's like, well, this isn't doing that. But <laughs> not the way. <laughs> uh, Tony Tony tells Cheryl, if it's important to you, it's important to me. Somehow summing up her entire character in season four. Oh man, she's gonna have a baby in season five. So. <laughs> I, that's I a real wish. thing. Yeah, she's pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like that's changing a little bit. Like this episode is arguably the most meat she's had in a while. And I wonder Oh if, yes. I wonder if the Tony stuff is is new content. Because over uh the summer, you got you guys remember the summer. Uh, uh, Vanessa Morgan had made some made some pretty choice and accurate statements about what we what what her character has been over the past while on Riverdale and Roberto on Twitter promised to do better moving forward. It seems like he is honestly. I you know I mean we've seen Tony's family this season, which we really you know we were a little bit I think in season two we, when she was kind of first introduced. Yeah, we have a scene with her grandmother this episode. Yeah, yeah. But there's impl- so, there's drama. There's like something actually happens. Also, Tony Tony yeah. starts this scene saying that she wants to be Serpent Queen. So we have an I want statement. You know, she has a goal. <laughs> she sure, has a goal. she might get a song. She could get a song about that goal. Maybe. What happened to the pre-poisons, John? What happened to them? <laughs> uh, I don't think they ever yeah. existed anymore. Okay, cool. So After Christ on Infinite Earth, they just never happened, and then it's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Okay. Seems, seems legit. Um, <laughs> she wants to be head of a different of a different gang. Right, but, like, that Serpent Teddy Queen wasn't, like, I run the serpents. It was, I'm dating Jughead? Right, and I, I don't, don't think she's wanted that and for a while. And, and I'm, I'm pretty sure our headcanon was that Cheryl murdered all the serpents off screen. So, <laughs> except um, for Fangs, Fangs was still around. Right, except for Fangs and uh, Baby Metal, or what was the other one from Baby Teeth? <laughs> no, no, no. There's a kid in prison that Jughead mentions. War Baby. Uh, War Baby, right, right. Which is different from Baby Teeth, That's who still, died. I think. Right, Baby Teeth the... is dead. Right, right. That was disturbing. Yeah. Baby teeth died and had his baby teeth removed. Uh, Cheryl tells Kevin he's not... Fang, Kevin wants to sign Fangs up for Prom King. I think that's a nice thing for Kevin to do. And Cheryl, Cheryl shoots him <laughs> Me away. too. And, and we, also, but it does end on this like cool shot of like Cheryl in front of the banner, and the banner's got a crown on it, so it's like the crown is adorning her head. Yeah, that was actually quite a good shot. Don't you think that it would make a little bit more sense if they... They could have like a prom king, and then whoever the prom king's date is, as like the co prom king or pro com pro pro huh co. What are you trying to say? Co co king co prom queen? queen. What are you talking co-king about? Queen. <laughs> no, but don't you think it would have made more sense if it was like Cheryl is prom queen, and then Tony is like prom queen's princess or co queen or whatever, and then Kevin could be prom king, and then Fangs would be his like co king. Um, that's not how gendered uh, popularity contests work, Caitlin. I've never had one. We never had them in my high school. I can't so for I the life know. of me remember if we had one or not in my school. We've had homecoming kings and queens, but like we did, but that's like a homecoming court. So there's a lot more people who can be winners. We don't have that. But I don't remember no, a prom king or queen. 
We didn't although, have although, it. and this is true, my prom's theme was um, a masquerade. So, like, maybe I just didn't know who they were because they were wearing a mask. You're like, oh, hey, that's really cool. That was your prom theme? Yeah. That's awesome. Where was your prom? It was at a hotel. Cool. They, yeah, they booked the event space for it. It was fine. Yeah, my prom was, like, fine. Like, I enjoyed it. Like, my date was, like, one of my best friends. Yeah. Like, I went with cool. a friend, too. And but then we like, were sitting at a table with her friends, but all of my um, friends were at a different table, and she had to be like, you can go over there, you know, right? I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> they got him free. No. It, it was, was like, fun. 90 I, degrees I that day, and my suit was mostly black. Yeah, I, I didn't have that problem, fortunately, because I was wearing a dress. So back at the back in the bed where Cheryl and Tony spend most of their time, uh, Cheryl tells Tony, Tony she wants to have a big dinner party before the prom. And Tony's like, yeah, should we uh, you know, invite all the other main characters of the show? And she's like, no. No. I want to meet your family <laughs> and your grandparents. And Tony, I think, tells her, Tony tells her that she's not out to her grandparents, right? Yeah. Or she's like, I am, but uh, I don't think they'd want to meet you. Basically. I swear. I heard it as, you, I'm, I am out to my grandparents, but I don't want to invite them to a big gay dinner. But right, when I, I, people it, online, yeah. I, I read on a review online, I was like, no, she said she wasn't out to her grandparents, and I can't remember now. So, no, I think that she was out to her grandparents, but that she she was like, I think they're they're chill with it, but that doesn't mean that they want to right. come but to Right, but they're still old-fashioned, and they don't want to be hit over the head with yeah. it. But yeah, so I, that's my least favorite thing ever. But it's fine. Already, the implication for me was that Tony was secretly, like, ashamed of Cheryl a little bit. And and yeah. that being the turn actually does, like, explain a lot of the behavior from last season. <laughs> or just a kind little of, bit yeah, like, because, if I just yeah. hang out with her at home all the time, no one will judge me. Actually, it does kind of retcon a bunch of stuff like that. Yeah, because we didn't really know the motivation, so we just assumed she didn't have a life. Yeah. It turns out she was just hiding the life she did have. Mm-hmm. So that kind of works, honestly. Yeah. But she tells Cheryl, like, just to leave it alone and not do anything. Then she goes to her grandmother, and grandmother's like, yeah, your girlfriend dropped by? She's one of those blossoms that we hate because of, <laughs> of hundreds of years of, of history between white people and natives. But also, specifically the blossoms, because I was trying to remember this, like, what the I, Yeah, I was. think the blossoms, like, took the, like, bought the land that Riverdale was built on. Yeah. For and the maple syrup. took it from the tribe that existed there beforehand, and then the tribe became the Southside Serpents. Right. Again, it's and it's technically Tony's blood right, but Jughead was the leader. Yeah, didn't love that, but maybe she'll become Serpent Queen. Maybe, and it'll be better. But uh, Grandma forbids know. Tony from dating Cheryl. But they've been dating for two years. They've been dating for at least a whole musical. Two musicals. Two musicals. Like, this whole musical cycle, though, because they were dating in Heathers, but they were dating really... They had, like, a a breakup during Heathers and then, I think, got back together. Exactly. They've had multiple breakups and get back together. This show loves a breakup and get back together. Yeah, that's... that's They love makeup sex. Yeah. It's fun. Hey, if your... If your grandparent... Are you, if your grandparent were, were asked you not to date someone, 
<laughs> How would you take that? My grandparents are really cool. So they wouldn't. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, my grandparents are like really great. Probably, I don't know. I mean, I, do I live with them? I, I don't think anybody would tell me. I, okay, here's like my thing. If I was a teenager, I don't think I would listen at all, regardless of the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Now as an adult, why do I have these toxic family members in my life? Or are they protecting me from like some form of toxic outside relationship? Because I feel like my parents are pretty good judges of character, at least in the sense of who... Well, that's not true. Okay, <laughs> that's follow not true, I question. Guess. Follow up. You're a grandparent, and your okay. granddaughter is dating Cheryl Blossom. Honestly, I am, like, very supportive of it, but I would worry that, like, eventually she would get murdered by I'm one of I'm just saying, there, when there's a track record of things burning down around a person... <laughs> That's true. That's true. I just really, like, I just think she's a vision, you know? I, mean, I like, just think honestly, she's neat. Good, just just good job. Good job pulling that. She's great. Um, yes, she's a little cuckoo bananas, but I don't know. I don't think I would be a grandparent naysayer. I think that I would be a very pro Cheryl Blossom grandparent. Okay. You know? Well, yeah. Tony's is not. And when Cheryl right. and Tony get back together, Cheryl's <laughs> mad at Tony for not telling her the truth. And Tony's like, hey, your family has done terrible things to generations of my family. Yeah, the and thing Cheryl's is, like, like, so under- we're even. Right, right. I, I understand that, like, why the grandparents would be suspicious. But also Cheryl's, like, 16, 17. Yeah. And, yes, she has and done like, bad things, but they yeah, don't yeah, know she's that. she's 16, 17, and her brother's dead because her dad murdered him and then killed himself. Right. And her mom did many other bad things and is also presumed dead, I think. Yeah, I get the suspicion, I do. But also, like, this poor girl is alone in the world. She's no, she's got her <laughs> She has her Nana Blossom. I did forget about that. The worst parent in all of Riverdale. Mm, absolutely. Because she's created multiple monsters. Um, actually, she she's created, I thought about this really quick, Nana Blossom thing. Not mm-hmm. only did she create Penelope and Clifford and Claudius, I guess, who also sucks, she also created Hal Cooper because she was the one, or she helped create Hal Cooper because she was the one who murdered the man that Hal Cooper made into the Riverdale Reaper when, the, you know how the town killed every, the Riverdale Reaper in Vigilante Justice and buried him in Pickens Park? This is like many seasons ago. It's fine if you forgot. I don't fully. I just had to revisit this recently. So Hal Cooper was the one who convinced Svensson, the janitor man, to point the finger at the innocent man. That kind of started Hal Cooper's like serial killing shit. So it's all, and Nana Blossom was in the townsfolk that murdered that man who they thought was a real reaper was innocent. So Nana Blossom is the ultimate villain of the show, and that is my essay on that. And she get and they give her a pass for everything. Mm-hmm. Cute old ladies I, don't get a pass in my honestly. Wife. The thing that bothers me the most is when Cheryl tries to apologize to Tony. Her reasoning is like, "But I still need you by my side for prom, for all the pictures." Oh God! For, and I'm like, dude, that's <laughs> not how you fix a relationship. 
uh, but yeah, what will Cheryl people think? Have, like, a great... I need us to look good have... on the special day in the special memories. She doesn't have like a healthy relationship base. So I do give her a pass on a lot of crazy things that she does. So I would recommend that. <laughs> Just give her a pass, Sean. It's fine. So uh, prom comes around. Cheryl's wearing a deep neckline red dress. For Nana, <laughs> Nana's like, I need to take a picture. I'm a monster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. Uh, exactly that way. And she's bummed. And then Tony shows up. I'm not sure how to describe Tony's dress. It's two parts, right? It's a, it's a Yeah, it's like bottom. black on the bottom. And it's I like, like a, it. Like a rainbow kind of thing across the top. It's like kind of gold, right? Yeah. It's a yeah, pattern. Yeah, I, I like it. It's a pattern. I feel like all of these dresses are way too fancy for a prom. I don't know how... Like, I dress pretty fancy for prom, but these feel like Met Gala, like, gowns. Yeah. Especially, especially Betty and Veronica, I think, so. Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought Tony, I thought Betty's looked kind of like a prom dress. Really? Like like a nicer it's one, nice. absolutely. But prom dress. Who's your favorite? Well, we can get there later. But yeah. Uh, oh God, I haven't even I haven't thought about it. Yeah, yeah. I've so uh, I guess everything's <laughs> fine. Tony loves Cheryl, and uh, they're going to be together forever. He said. Except. Uh, except. Then at the prom, Principal Weatherby. We'll get to him. <laughs> announces the prom queen and queen, it's Cheryl and Tony. Cheryl gives a speech and Tony does not. <laughs> Worth pointing we out. We know who like the the A the A choice was and the B choice if you had like a right. selection. Right. right. Who what do you mean these two have to go together? <laughs> and then after the prom, uh Tony tells tells Cheryl that this was their last night that she wanted to give oh. her that prom that she wanted. Because, you know, she'll do anything for Cheryl to just have everything she wants at Tony's expense. Uh, oh. And then they have, like, one of those totally normal, amicable, loving breakups you see all the time on TV. I thought that Cheryl was going to have this amicable breakup. And then the second Tony leaves, Cheryl would be, like, plotting revenge. Because yeah. she got or like, really Or, mad. like, plotting to, like murder Tony's grandparents. <laughs> exactly. But, like, remember how in Heather's, she got so mad when Tony showed up wearing, like, a very sexy red dress, a red um, pantsuit? Yeah, yeah, just just the tightest clothes you can wear. Yes. But, like, she literally was like, I have to kill her. Like, I, she gave me no option. Like, death is the only <laughs> yeah, answer. I'm, it's my and color, and like, she has to die. Now she, like, basically is like, yeah, I know that I went to prom with you, but I'm still picking my grandparents, despite having lived in your house for two years. Like, where do you think <laughs> Yeah, yeah. my grandparents haven't actually seen me in a very long time. <laughs> Honestly, like, she has lived there since Heather's the Musical, at least. Like, at mm-hmm. least. That's, like, a full year. So, questions. A lot of questions. Well, Nana, there, there's Cheryl, as if she wasn't some kind of child-hating monster. And Cheryl shocks the, her high school breakup to the family curse. Yeah. Did the therapist leave? Is Gina Torres still around? The therapist? No, the therapist left, and now the therapist is on a new show. Um, I Is it 911 Lone Star? Is she on Lone the Star? That's right, she's on Lone Star now. 911 yeah, is so, crazy. 
It is the craziest thing ever. If any of that stuff happened in LA, I would absolutely not be. Yeah, yeah, I would not want to stay uh, in the city. Yeah, I'd be like, no, no, no. There's going to be an earthquake. There's going to be a tsunami that's going to destroy all of Santa Monica. Although we're not going to. If every stay. day I knew Angela Bassett was on it, I wouldn't feel that worried. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Angela Bassett and her amazing arms and her uh, sassy one-liners. She's got it. She's got it. She always looks good. She's looked good for so long. Yeah, yeah, aggressively. I trust her. Like, what yeah. am I? How am I supposed to live up to that? We can pretend that Stella is a uh, Stella got her groove back. Stella, sure, right? sure. Hey, yeah. what next? Bughead or Varchi? Hmm. Do Bughead? I feel like that's like the meat of the episode, and Varchi is like the end. <laughs> Varchi's the dessert. Varchi, sure. Sure. <laughs> they think so. Well, okay, he's so, a he's a snack. They're all snacks. So But <clears throat> first things first, Mr. Honey is fine. They just got off the phone with him. He's off screen right now. We're not paying the actor, but he's alive. Is Mr. Weatherby fine? <laughs> oh, we'll get to Weatherby. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. the voyeur has been rechristened the Autier. Which, I, yeah, I, okay, they're not really doing voyeur shit anymore, but, like, we're giving her a lot of credit this, here, aren't we? He didn't write this. bothered me. Jughead wrote this, <laughs> so he's not a auteur. This bothered me so much that they switched the names of the villain, because we've been saying, who's the voyeur? Who's the yeah. voyeur? And now they're yeah. like, no, no, no. All, all of the stuff online is like, who could be the voyeur? And now the show is like, nah, <laughs> no one is. <laughs> you're at no, fuck your uh, Like... I've been writing so many articles and I'm like, which are they the same person? Do I, is there a preference? Jelly bean? Which one are you? Both? Yeah, just, just say, just say jelly bean. But yeah, exactly. Jelly bean is the jelly bean <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that then is the only answer that makes they're sense. They're calling jelly bean the auteur now for some reason. <laughs> Jughead, uh, so weird. Jughead tells Charles how <laughs> everything we saw on the tape was like a recreation of a fictional story that he wrote at home. You don't understand. This cabin was in the thing I wrote on my computer. Like, oh, no, wow, who could have done that? Oh, it was in your house where only you and Betty could see it? (laughs) Uh, Who who could this be? (laughs) Who else is in that house? (laughs) Anyway, a Fed finds ticket stubs that say BV on it. (laughs) Betty... Like, oh, Betty and Veronica? That's where my brain goes. That's my favorite. That's my, that's my favorite. <laughs> I, wish, like, I wish I was like, like, why would this be about you, Betty? <laughs> I know. I know. Like, my best friend's name is Veronica. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. It's not all about you, Betty. It's mostly about Jughead. Right, they they say it's uh, for Blue Velvet Video, which I guess has been the name of the video store all along. And also I things, that, I, things I guess we were supposed to know all along. <laughs> the video clerk is based on David Lynch. Yes. So he's based on David Lynch. Blue Velvet is Blue Velvet, the movie. But he wasn't even um, in the Lynchian episode. Was he not? I thought he was. Yeah, oh, was he? God, don't I don't remember. know. That was a pandemic really ago. <laughs> right. That's, yeah. It was so long ago. I, it was like six months ago. I haven't seen enough David Lynch stuff to like know if this is how he talks or looks or walks uh, or anything. David Lynch is such a character. Um, is this guy doing a David Lynch impression? 
Kind of. Kind of. But I think he's more just named after him. David Lynch well, has sort of a weird, a, a distinct affect that I can't really explain. Weirdly, uh, David the video clerk winds up being one of the more boringly named characters in Riverdale. Lynchy. <laughs> uh, Lynchish? That would be good, though. Mm, that's not a great name, actually. David, yeah, David, the know. video store clerk, isn't talking except for movie quotes, but Jughead still thinks he's involved. Meanwhile, at school, Mr. Weatherby is back. And just from a PTA perspective, this man uh, quit to join a cult for like a while, uh, then lost two fingers, and then like the cult thing like ended really explosively. Why, why would you put him back in charge of children? Why? Like he just gets his old job back. Like, can you imagine being a teacher at the school, watching Mr. Weatherby get taken by a cult, having Mr. Honey installed, who was a fantastic educator, <laughs> uh, and then when he leaves, they just bring the old guy back? Like, you can't promote from within? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Who's vice right. principal? Are they, they, should, they must be pissed. Well, like, who, who else works at this school? The secretary. Do we actually have... The secretary, yeah, she's pissed. She's been waiting for this job for 25 it's, years. Yeah, we've, there was, a, I mean, we had the hot music teacher and then no other adults. Uh, no, like, really. literally, like, have they ever introduced a teacher? Like, I, a teacher in any capacity? They might have, like, in a couple, but they never, like, made them a character or anything. I always Did liked how uh, Teen Wolf, at least, like, when they brought in their teachers, they were consistent about the teachers, and, like, yeah. slowly they became, like, recognizable factors in the show. Like, oh, that's the asshole teacher. That's the ditzy one. That's the cool one. Uh, so that when one of them is, like, eventually in danger, you're like, oh, I, yeah, this guy. Right. Like, well, that's, like, Degrassi did something really similar because it was on for, like, 20 years, and they kind of had the same teachers for, like, like 10 years. <laughs> Which is, like, amazing, because they were barely in it, really. But, like, yeah. You I, could do it, Riverdale. I was just writing it. a thing for my blog and needed to remember a teacher's name from elementary school. And luckily, my mother had just sent me all of my yearbooks from growing up. And I was able to actually Perfect. crack it open and learn his name and be like, that is not how I picture this man looking in my brain at all after all this time. I It's probably, like, thinking about it now, how, like, young my kindergarten teachers were, actually. Like, they were younger than we are now. I, I expected to, to think that they were all young people, but it was actually a lot of older people in my elementary school yearbook really? as, the, as the administrators huh. of the school and whatnot. Administrators, I guess, were older, but, like, yeah. teachers, weirdly young. Mm-hmm. Like, also, did yeah, not remember now, how we Isn't it weird where you're like, oh, now I have friends who are teachers. Yes, exactly. It's like I have friends who are teachers, like, thinking about my teacher being 25 when I was five felt like they're so old, but yeah. they're still children now. So, right. confusing. Very confusing. Where was I? Oh, Mr. Weatherby. <laughs> Not a well man. I, 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 uh, this bothers me, but sure. We're just going to pretend like nothing ball? ever happened and he'll be back to his usual inconsistent self. I love that um, they they made sure we remembered that he was in a cult. Yeah, yeah, they showed us that. Oh, they made sure we remembered he's missing fingers. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a really funny beat, though, I have to say. Totally here for him being like, yes, I wake up screaming sometimes, (laughs) but mostly I'm fine. Anyway, good to see you. Uh, 
Uh, this, like, listen, Betty shouldn't be able to get in trouble from him at this point. He should, Betty yeah. should get a free pass from Weatherby for anything. He should be an ally to her. Well, he almost killed her, technically. So Yeah, but then, like, he was cool when she saved the cult, right? That's what, that's what that flashback was. was saying. He was the mole. Yeah. He, well, he wasn't the mole. He did join the cult. He just, I think, had second. Yeah, he switched. Thought. He switched back. Yeah. A little later than he should have. Look, if but... we've forgiven Kevin. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We did completely forgive, forget everything about Kevin uh, joining the cult. Yeah, Kevin and Fangs are, like, cool now. So... They're dating. They're in love. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to go to college together and have gabies. I don't know. I love how I wish. <laughs> That'd be cool. But we did not see Fangs and Katie Keene. So... <gasps> Is Katie Keene even canon anymore? I don't know, actually. Because if it's not, then we don't have to have uh, Hiram sticking around. Right, Hiram doesn't have to be alive. Kevin doesn't have to be out of prison. We know he did something. (laughs) He eventually will do something. He will eventually be caught for the murder of Jason Blossom, like I (laughs) predicted. series finale. We go back and reveal it was Kevin all along. (laughs) It was Kevin all along. It made sense. Yeah, no, dude, back then, it made, it made sense. It made sense. It maintained it would have hit a lot harder than the reveal that it was Jason's own father. That is a really disturbing thing that happened, though, to Jason. Yes. R.I.P. man. That's fucked. Yeah. That's messed up. That, that's fucked, yeah. yeah. So, Jug, speaking of murder, uh, Jughead knows who Betty and he can talk to. It's Brett. I love Brett. I I know, I know. I was wondering what they were going to do about these guys. I kind of thought that the Stonewall prep thing was over. Stonewell? Stonewall? Stonewall. Stonewall. It was a wall. It wasn't a well. It wasn't a well. It was a stone wall. Um, but yeah, I thought poor it was kind of going to be Poor people need wells. Over. Rich people need walls. <laughs> to keep the poor people keep out the of their wells. Away, yeah. to, to build yeah. around the well. <laughs> so, so they, yeah so, yeah, so they go to talk to him. He, he knows David. Uh, but he's not going to tell Jughead anything. Jughead's like, oh, yeah? <laughs> what if I tell War Baby about you? He hates preppies. Who? Like, why? We don't Jughead... know who War Baby is. You have to picture what you think a War Baby is in your head. And just imagine it's a guy not... in jail go, a guy in prison, adult prison, going, you know what I really hate? <laughs> preppies. Fuck those guys. What did War Baby do? Wait, was War Baby with. Archie in Leopold and Loeb. No. No, right? no, you're thinking yeah. of baby teeth. Baby teeth. Or baby is know. not baby teeth. He's a different person. He's named a different baby. After war and baby. I don't I don't know how you get that nickname. There's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> one is adorable and one is scary. Yeah, um, do you do you maybe war baby's like like really dangerous, but like he cute? You know? He's he's like a yeah. little, he, he looks like a little cutie, but he'll, he'll cut you. It's worse if he's uh, cute, if he acts cute, but is looks dangerous. Or, or, so. or, or you know, maybe maybe Baby is sarcastic and he just looks, like, really, really dangerous. Yeah, could be know. fun. But Brett seems upset. But, like, so. yeah, it, Brett folds like a, like a lawn chair. <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah uh, people... Uh, through David, you can sometimes go to these, like, crazy underground hardcore art film screenings. You know, you know how <laughs> film people do. <laughs> right. So, question. Um, we'll get there, I guess, but 
Brett is watching child pornography with a bunch of other people in a film festival. Now, that's race. not fair. He is screening child photo- child <laughs> pornography for a bunch of other people. Yeah, I think that we really don't understand what crime took place here because they are I really mean, casual it's, about we're, it. We've papered over a pretty, pretty messed up thing <laughs> that Brett yeah. did to them. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah. Like, really evil shit. It used to like a show that wasn't as heightened as Riverdale where, like, that's bad, but, like, the dad being a serial killer is, like, a little bit worse. <laughs> like, this would be the worst. This would be, like, a thing they would talk about on Gossip Girl for fucking ever, you know? Yeah. Because there were no serial killers in Gossip Girl. There's one, I guess, kind this, of, but. This happened to Veronica Mars, I think, and it was a mess. Yeah. And then yeah. it was like the season three finale, basically. Yeah. Like, and it so comes back in the movie. It does. Because she leaves because of that. She switches schools. And it kind of kickstarts <laughs> her whole life again. Brett says if they want to go to one of these screenings where the auteur apparently screens movies, they're going to have to show David something pretty intense that he'd be like, yeah, I got to show this at at my crazy screening, and Brett suggests a snuff film. So, I, I, I assume they would be like, oh, cool, we have one of those. We have the Jason <laughs> one. But I guess the auteur already had that one. Yeah, because it was already in the, in, so, in the video store. Jughead is just like, well, I guess we just got to like make a snuff film. And Betty's like, yeah, Jellybean still has all that fake blood. Yeah, huh. she does, Betty. <laughs> Not even, <laughs> not even passing your brain R- right under your nose. You're a fool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, yeah she's like screaming in your face, and you're like, "Well, it can't be her because she's small." Yeah. No. No. Literally. Literally. Completely. Over the head. Yeah. The the fact that we were reminded of that again also is like it, they're really sending us signals, right? Like this is not this is it, not a crazy thing. It was right in front of our faces all along, but we never considered all along. I did. I thought the all child along. could be evil. <laughs> Do you think like that this snuff film plan was not the worst idea ever? Because I thought No, I thought it was a terrible idea. I was like, this will never work. And I know why. It'll never work and it doesn't. It it could have. It could have worked. No. They said they need a root and screen queen and they get Cheryl because they're like, hey, remember when they reenacted Jason's death? Wasn't it messed up? She's like, yeah, it was. They can't know it's me because everyone knows I'm the only redheaded girl in this town, so I'm gonna need a wig. (laughs) And they set the scene and, and and this is the part where it's because it's done so amateur Ishley, where like Cheryl, Cheryl's got the wig, and Reggie comes in as like the, in the weirdest outfit. Where it's like, what if? Yes, yeah, like leather daddy outfit. Why? What, he looks like McConaughey from Magic Mike with a gimp mask on. Yeah, it's a weird thing. And 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 Betty just is like, we holds up a knife and like blood marker. She's like, go crazy, kids. And I'm like, well, if you're gonna come at it with this attitude. Of course it's never going to look real. Also, like, why wouldn't they just assume, like, professional films can't pass this test? Yeah. Yeah, if you're not even going to try that hard. This guy watches movies every day and the creepy shit. (laughs) 
Right, right. Also, did I tell you about the time, and I think I did, where I got into a fight with my family over Easter because of snuff films? Yeah, you did. Am- you did. <laughs> Probably on this podcast. I They're not real, or there hasn't been a proven case of a film made where there's been a murder depicted on camera solely for the purpose of depicting a murder on camera. It doesn't mean that people haven't filmed murders, but that a snuff film, the idea of it is that you film You're doing it for the art dying. of watching someone die? Yeah, you're doing it for like the that to do it. I don't know. That feels I I don't that feels like a pretty uh, strict definition. It, it well, that's the thing though, because the legend or the urban myth, as Betty points out, it's not that people they already have like snuff films, quote unquote, like people dying on camera. Yeah, the idea is yeah. that to kill someone solely to film it does not exist, mm. um, and it is a strict definition. But this being the world of Riverdale, I'd argue they do exist there. Possibly. We just haven't gotten to that plot and yet. If you're dealing with a guy who has watched watched the light go out in a person's eyes on tape probably multiple times, you can't fake that. You're not gonna just Oh, but Cheryl's yeah, a yeah. really good actress. Come on. No, she's not. Like we Come saw. On. She the overdid movie. it. You know it. I know it. Anyway. She actually was a good actress. And in Heather's, she was good. Carrie, we didn't actually see her perform. Either way, I don't think she could pull this off. No. So, but they make it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Jughead can't go back to the tape store because he raided it with the FBI, which he delivers very matter-of-factly. So <laughs> Betty asks yeah. Kevin to... He doesn't even wait for her to finish. He's in. He doesn't care. He just wants to be in the plot. He. This is a very dumb situation to put Kevin in because Kevin actually has nothing to do with it. Um, <laughs> we, we put Kevin in danger here. Yeah. It's, it's like, why are you now? He could be a target, which would be great yeah. to put Kevin in the plot. Yeah. But like, why not put him in the murder video then? Like Reggie uh, didn't have to be in the murder video. Yeah. This so, is like a weird comment, right. but when Betty and Kevin are like trying to sell the tape to David, do you think Kevin comes off as like a bit straighter than normal? Do you think he's playing straight? Why you think that? I I think his vo- he, he made his voice like a bit deeper and like tried to seem tougher. Oh, like he's like we we nabbed like it. we stole the be... tape. I think that that's probably what Kevin thinks of as tough. <laughs> yeah, which is funny because so... like his dad is tough. He should just be like copying his dad. I mean, there's nobody that could probably beat you up harder than Kevin because, as we know, Kevin is jacked. Mm-hmm. They just, like, hide him in, like, right, sweaters. Right. Yeah, if he really wants but, to like, wants to yeah. look tough, he should just take off his sweater. Right, exactly. Take off the sweater, Kevin. Please, please let, more please than anything else the in the world, after the time jump, change Kevin's style and allow him to be jacked. I mean, his arms are huge yeah. and, like, it's really let him wear Let him wear short sleeves. It's kind of like Cheaty in The Good Place, where it's like he's supposed to be like the nerdy guy. It would but be no. so funny if after the time jump, you know how the first episode is like Kevin going, oh my God, Archie got hot. If it's, if it's Archie going, oh my God, Kevin got hot. I, I would absolutely love that. And I honestly think that needs to happen. Maybe uh, Kevin buys Archie's house. Maybe. <laughs> no, no, no. Everyone Kevin. lives in uh, the Jughead uh, uh, Betty house in the future. Oh, yeah, everyone. That'd be kind of cool. Like a roommate situation where everybody Yeah, you know, the economy got worse. Yeah. Yeah, they have a lot to look forward to. So. (laughs) Whatever year it is. uh, David sees through their tape 
instantly. Because obviously. But like Betty immediately. brought a backup. Uh, the convenient origin story for her father from season two. Which I think is fucking Why? cool. You know, they remembered they had this, like, crazy video that yeah, the dad showed like, off in season two. And they're just like, let's use that. Why did they just use that, though? Why, like, yeah. About how much time this is, like, once you know it exists, you're like, why did we waste all this time shooting a fake snuff film if that it was always going to grab the real crazy thing she has in her closet at home? How many times do you think Betty says, I'm the daughter of the Black Hood? Oh, oh I think she, she uses it to, like, get discounts. Yeah, I, I, like, I think oh. when she buys a car in the future, she'll be like, I'm the daughter of the Black Hood. So like, She's at J. Crew buying a sweater, <laughs> and she's like, does it, I see that you don't take student IDs anymore for the 15% discount, but mm-hmm. um, do you have discounts for being the daughter of the Black Hood? When she's in line uh, for, like, a Black Friday deal she'll sometimes tap on the shoulder of the person in front of them and be like i don't know if you know this but i'm the daughter of the black hood they'll be like go right this way go ahead of me in line right right, right. this is this is your day yeah yeah so, black friday this is, yeah. this is your time no yeah, yeah. i oh, i hope if she ever goes skiing she like puts on a balaclava when she goes down the mountain. oh yeah yeah she'll have a good time mm-hmm. people will People will be very tired of her shtick eventually, but so it'll be uh, okay. David invites them to his film festival slash rave. It's <laughs> called the Film Society. Betty's wearing like a really cool outfit for this one. She brought out her leather jacket for the party. And <laughs> she sneaks Jughead in. I think this is a really cool set piece. I don't know where they shot this, so cool. but they had a bunch of unique weird rooms. And, like, a bunch of extras going around doing crazy shit. And it looked like a really chaotic space. And I was into what they were doing here. I miss parties so much. I would go to this party. (laughs) (laughs) Part of me was, like, you know, a version of this that wasn't showing murders or whatever in every room. But, like, other kinds of, like, small jokes or whatever would be actually a fun party. Yeah, it would be a way fun party. Like, like if like, they showed, like, 90s videos or something. The, the people who <laughs> plan this could plan a party that isn't uh, evil. <laughs> and, yeah. And it would be, it like, really so fun. I, I think it could be really cool. But uh, that was not the party that we got. No. We no. got the evil party. Uh, Jughead finds a room playing an auteur movie. And there's, like, a bunch not of people a sitting around in masks. And he starts just asking them who directed it. Which is also, like, I just... Like, I I don't know. I enjoyed that they had no plan for this. They just they just went in. <laughs> they didn't tell Charles that they had a lead. They just they just showed up, pushed people around, were like, tell us who's doing this to us. I, I think they're just tired at this point. Like, it's senior year. Also, leave us alone. Do you think, though, that, like, they understand that it's more than just one person? Because that's the thing that I'm like, guys, clearly it's not just one person doing this hold on like there's the ringleader i guess making it but yeah, like jelly they have to with 20 people though yeah, it's like yeah, jelly bean and i mean friend. they've got they've got a lighting guy they got they got a cast yeah, they got someone, someone who's giving them these masks there's a it's it and the more people it takes to make one the more chances you have to find out who did it yeah it's just weird that nobody's like questioning that like that it could be a group of people mm-hmm. it's a weird thing but uh the people start getting testy and then a guy 
recognizes Betty as Ponytail Playmate, which is, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty messed up, and we paper right over it. Yeah, I think that I think that's a weird thing that Brett did. Obviously, illegal, weird. bad. Yeah, violating. Yeah, super terrible. weird. But they don't really totally go into that, which I think is weird. No, but. we actually go away from that because they see a guy in an owl mask with a video camera, and they're like, "Well, that's got to be him. No one else owns video cameras." A video, a video camera not <laughs> in this age. And then Jughead so. runs into Jelly Bean. Jelly Bean here? Why? <laughs> well, her movie is premiering. Right, God, Jughead, so <laughs> you just left my screening. What? <laughs> I worked really hard on yeah, that. Yeah, um, the fact that they are so not suspicious of Jelly Bean is like, are, does the show think that we're not aware of it? Like, I don't. Like, do like if it's look- not Jelly Bean, then I have more questions. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. I feel like they're dropping. It's not like little breadcrumbs. It's like blatantly obvious. <laughs> have you have you considered Blue. Jelly Bean recently? <laughs> right, right. I mean, unless it's Charles, it's Jelly Bean, but it's Jelly Bean. Right. So. Right, right. We have not seen Chick recently. We've seen Jelly Bean yeah. recently. You would think that they would like go to the prison, stop at all the people that they knew there, and be like, "Okay, now we're gonna we go just get like, a, like them in a row, and we'll just go down from one phone to the next <laughs> to talk to them." We have many, many mysteries to tie up, so this would be helpful. Thank you. I oh my god, they could do like, oh no, isn't how dead? It's like they could do a story where all their villains team up together, but that kind of was what season three was. Sort of, kinda. Remember the what was the League of Evil? That Hiram <laughs> tried to Yeah, yeah, that didn't really Legion turn out to be anything. Like no. most of Hiram's evil plans. Hiram, like, has really evil plans, but very little follow Hiram, Hiram's, like, that friend you have who's always got, like, the hustle they're planning. They're like, we're going to do mm-hmm. this thing. Oh, no, I'm, this is, this is going to be the one. It's going to be huge. We're going to get big. <laughs> and then, like, you go to the first meeting, and there's never a second meeting. Right, of course. Yeah. Of course. But one promising meeting, so, yeah. hey. Uh, Jeff, when they're talking, they're like, Jellybean, how, how did you know about the rave? And she's like, I was, <laughs> uh, she says that a friend got <laughs> it off of an email list and they believe her for some reason. The youths don't use email. Jughead makes her promise not to go to a, to a film festival slash rave again. And she lies to him and tells him she won't. Jesus, they're so dumb. Jughead. Anyway, they on. go to prom after, uh... Jug, uh, Jughead and Betty come down for prom in the house that they share. She, I, yeah, she's got like a nice pink dress on. I love it. That's my favorite. They have a they have a super super chill prom. Nothing really uh, rocks this relationship <laughs> boat for the for the for the dance they share at prom. But then the lights yeah. go out and the and the and the rave vibes come back and they start playing psycho killer. And way way too many people in the crowd seem to like know a specific dance for it. Yes. Wait. So I'm not crazy. That was a thing. I, like, like it's super unclear if the if that was just like students being like, okay, let's go with it, or if right vibing. all those people were like plants. They're probably like, yeah, this prom is fucking boring. The it same was- four people get awarded for doing nothing, <laughs> and uh, this this changes things up. Let's go to Riverdale too. You know. So. Uh, but they see uh, the man in the owl mask surrounded by people in the Archie cast masks. 
and they all murder him on the projector screen, and it sounds very real. And the music and the the sound design is like really intense here, like really yeah. cool. I don't know that like I, I don't think they've ever cut loose like that. Uh, and Jughead throws the laptop attached to the to the projector, and Betty immediately goes up to him and assumes, "Did they just kill that man from Blue Velvet Video?" I don't. That's a, like a leap in logic for me. Yeah, I thought that too. I was like, "What?" When did you How? find out he was wearing the owl mask? Or it, <laughs> I wish he had screamed something like, it's me, David, from the video store. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Was he wearing the same outfit and I didn't notice? Like, did I miss something? No, it's super unclear how she came to that conclusion. But I think we're meant to accept it at face value. Are we sure he's dead? Like- no. No. I don't think the auteur has murdered a single person. They're just very good. very annoying. Yeah, like the yeah, movies this, are... Maybe, maybe in two episodes' time we'll find out that there's just been a string of bodies quietly going missing in Riverdale, but, like... Right. Jelly being small, how would she move them? <laughs> Where is she putting them? She's uh, just piling up in her closet because nobody yeah. cares to check Jelly Bean's room because nobody loves <laughs> Right, Jellybean. no one's been in Jelly Bean's room in, 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 in months. <laughs> Jughead and Betty leave. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin's just like, what just happened? Which is crazy, because, like, Kevin, you were a little bit involved earlier. You can't connect those <laughs> dots. Anyway, Betty and Jughead get to Blue Velvet Video. There's no body. There's nothing, as usual. It's just good production. Uh, but there is a sign on the camera that says, Smile, God is watching. Hmm. Which is scary. God. But that also, is scary. like, your sister knows how you're going to think and react. Yeah, because the only question I have is why Jelly Bean is doing it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because it's Jelly Bean. My stance was <laughs> like, like acting out in some way. If no yeah. one's dead, then she can still be like, "What? Am I really hurting anybody?" Right. No. <laughs> or am I just like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, Jughead can write about murder every day, and that's fine." But I make a few movies, and everyone loses <laughs> their minds. I mean, her first films were creepy, but they were just, like, Google Earth images, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, staring at people's doors. And then the, Yeah, these for all movies, we know, she would just put the camera down, like, as she's walking to school for the start of the day. Just pick it up later. Yeah. It's not like she Maybe was, was like sitting a, behind it the entire time. It was a fun mapping experiment or yeah. something. Who knows? You know. I she, wanted, she wanted to be like, hey, um, look, I, I'm, I made this nice video of your house. I'm just gonna leave it on your front step if you wanna. If you you want wanna it. see what your house is doing during the day when you're not home? Of course you do. Here you go. I'm, I'm, I'm offering security services. It's a furbo, but for your door. So. Uh, Betty and Jughead update Charles. Like, what can they do? I guess we can keep searching for David and wait for the next tape to show up in Archie's plot. And that's the end of their story. It's really like it's a yeah. The Jughead and Betty don't really go through any major changes in this one. We just, you know, it's another adventure and a search that ends in disaster. But it was a cool one, I thought. It was cool. It was very cool. I love the rave. Um, parties are so fun. <laughs> God. RIP parties. Can't wait for, for now. Very exciting. I know a Maybe few people who've as... been vaccinated already. Like both. It shots. is very exciting. I, I, my sister got vaccinated one shot. Um, 
Yeah, because a couple of other people I know too, but most of them are on the East Coast. But very exciting stuff. It'll it'll all happen. You want to know it's funny? So I have you ever been to Sleep No More in New York before Mm-mm. COVID, obviously? But basically it's it's like an immersive theater event, but it's huge. Um, and it's sort of like a mix of interpretive dance, a mix of Macbeth mythology, a mix of Rebecca mythology, like, you know, the story of Rebecca. It's very, it's very cool. But it really reminds me of the rave scene. Like, there's a scene in Sleep No More, because basically what you do is you follow around these characters who are all, you're wearing masks. Mm-hmm. You're literally wearing, like, like a, like a white mask plague doctor mask kind of yeah and you're following around characters who don't speak but who like act and there's this one part that you go into where it like is sort of like a witch orgy kind of a thing with strobe lights and blood and it's crazy and i realized that like when i'm like lol who would go to this rave thing that i've already been so (laughs) it's pretty similar pretty similar nobody really died though but it does yeah it's creepy into a bar in london that was built into an old barn. And each of the stables was turned into a different, like, room with a different vibe. So, like, one had oh, one of those, cool. like, arcade punching bag things in it, and a different one had karaoke in it, and they all had, like, different things, and then the main part of the barn was a dance floor. It was awesome. It was a great setup so for a fun. bar. That is a great setup for a bar, which I missed. R.I.P. bars. Aww. Yeah. No, I, we'll get the thing back. is, I don't remember the name. I don't remember what part of London it's in. I'm sure we can too bad, because if I ever got back to London, it's like, and, and if I were, like, I'd be like, anyone with me, I'd be like, we gotta, we gotta find this place. We gotta go to this place. It's cool. <laughs> you could find that. Bar, a bar that's a barn. Maybe it's called the barn. <laughs> hey, our listeners who are from England. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyone, anyone from London? Anyone know the answer to this one for me? Anyway. I mean, I think... I think that that would be a cool trip. It's going to be fun. Hey, you want to get into some some Veronica and Archie action? It's your favorite couple. Yes, because actually this episode made me really sad for Veronica. Like, Oh, this, really is, a, this is an absolutely devastating episode for Veronica. I, I kept thinking about this all week and how horrible I would feel if I was Veronica. Veronica really leans into Archie this episode. And it's all a mistake. It's all a huge mistake. It's so sad. It starts, it starts with Archie running back, coming back to his room from an early morning run. And Veronica's already dressed in, like, you know, her, her business education outfit, whatever. <laughs> uh, she calls How him Teenage Thor. Which is, uh, you know, you know why he can't be Teenage Thor, right? Um, no. It's because Thor's Australian. So he's New Zealand. It's not the same. Oh, right. That's true. I'm, yeah, sure. That's the only reason. <laughs> um, didn't she also call him teenage something else in like the first season? That was funny. Yeah. she's <laughs> The dialogue in this was, episode in particular is actually pretty fantastic. It uh, is. It's Ace good. and Greg give everyone some pretty neat lines to say. Yep. I'm going to think about what she did. Uh, she suggests that if Archie doesn't make it into the Navy, he should try the USO. And personally, I would love that. So <laughs> what is I would love for Archie's, Archie's future to be uh, that he dresses up and does, and does performances for military guys around the world with his, with his little Wait, so acoustic guitar. 
What is the USO? What does it stand for? Um, that's a great question. I will look it up. Is it just to entertain the military troops? Is that the whole point of it? United Service Organizations, the nation's leading charitable organization in serving active duty members and military families. So he would just, like, do baton twirling. I think they, they do, they put together shows as a charitable thing for the troops. That sounds fun. Yeah. Archie should do that. Yeah, I think that's perfect for him. Yeah, he it's not even like a cute quip, Veronica. That's like a viable yeah. plan. Captain America uh, went around doing yes. his stupid shows yes. for, 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 you know, army bonds before he fought the Nazis. I'm so excited for more WandaVision, by the way. I'm like actually so mad that new episodes haven't dropped I, yet. But. Yeah, I was kind of, I kind of wanted like one more <laughs> last weekend. <laughs> The way this is the waiting for new ones is kind of brutal. I've never I've never felt like weeks have taken this long in a while. Yes, I know. I get that because it's almost like there's nothing else going on. <laughs> yeah, it's like so it's like get... it's the only thing I have to look forward to. Right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, and more weird. Riverdale, of course. Of course. Well, Veronica's suggesting the USO because she found the mediocre song that Archie wrote for Betty. No, I like the song. I really like the song. It's okay. It's fine. I really, I no, just, it, I like you know, it. You know, the bit is that the songs are bad. Uh, I know. She I know. asks him to play it for like her, it. and uh, no. <laughs> nah, we're not doing that. This but actually feels she so is, painful. She is recklessly supportive of him. Like, oh, he wrote a song. Yeah, play it for me. I. I like when you play music. I want you to be happy. You like to play music. And he, no. She's saying all the right things, but his heart is not there. It's well, so sad. Archie, oh. hold on. The right things? Archie offers shower sex when he knows. Yeah. He knows he's not, he's not like, he doesn't like this girl that much anymore. So that's kind well, of hey. trashy. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, I mean, like, He's Archie's like, I'm thinking about bringing up with you, but one more time. Shower sex? Also, I think that he knows she's not going to get in the shower. She's already dressed. So. <laughs> I wish. Wow. I didn't. Yeah. She should have been like, are you serious? Look at. This wasn't quick. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's a whole thing. <laughs> a whole outfit on. Ridiculous. He sucks. This no, episode. she has to I'm go sorry. home because she has breakfast. She's like, I have a breakfast date with my parents. What time is it? Like 5 a.m.? This is my joke. It's like, what is this, 7 in the morning at the latest? Yeah, like literally. Uh, I got to get home for breakfast with the family. How close do they live? I feel like it's Uh, not that close. uh, Everyone lives either close or far away. Hiram tells Veronica that he has good news. You're not shepherding prom, are you? Oh, no, we are. But also. Also, his doctor says he's getting better from the nameless disease. Is it good news? Is it good news? You know, you know. Don't let, uh, don't let it, don't let, it, don't let it dominate you. You got to be tough. <laughs> I, I, why give him this disease? Why do this? Why <laughs> we we we're meant to believe that the therapy that's really helping is all of the men that Hiram's beating up in alleyways in the middle of the night. Yeah, it's an awesome cut, uh, by the way. The just like, it oh, it's is. this therapy cut to him beating up two guys with the, with the sirens going on around is crazy. I love that. See, if, if this was, I think that the problem with this, not the problem, but the thing that I'm having a hard time caring is 
I think if we didn't know from Katie Keene that Hiram survived for like 10 more years, like if we just, just didn't know that this would actually be really interesting because it would be cool to see Hiram think he's getting better, but actually he's not. And so it seems like he's thriving and we're just going to think, Oh, he's thriving. And then like him take an abrupt turn for the worse and like dying or something. Yeah. That would be interesting. Um, I didn't watch all of Katie Keene. So like, you didn't know this? No, no. You're doing this to me now. Okay, cool. Well, anyway, Hiram's alive. He shows up at the end of Katie Keene. Yeah. Great. 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 But again, but also, uh, is it canon? maybe Katie Keene just isn't canon. Yeah. Who knows? Or maybe it's Hiram's, like, twin brother. I just, I can't believe that Hiram's like, I'm getting better. Veronica's like, I don't believe you. I'm going to call the doctor personally. And a, and a medical f- professional had to answer the phone for a 17, 18-year-old, you know, at 7 in the morning <laughs> to be like, is my dad dying? Oh, man. He gets a lot of these calls from the lodges. Yeah. Though, so. <laughs> it's not, like, new. Thank God. <laughs> Talk to your parents. Uh, and then for some fucking reason, Veronica presents Archie to the Navy Commandant. She's like, you should consider my boyfriend for the Naval Academy. Like, Archie can't just be himself and be like, hey, I'm Archie, I'd like to be in the Naval Academy. Veronica has to present him. Right, exactly. Yes. I think that's a bad look, personally. Yeah, having your teenage girlfriend do this, yes, it is a bad look. 100%. Commandant Carter is like, listen... You were a shoo-in before because of your mom's girlfriend, but now <laughs> there's one other guy, and we only have one seat left in the Naval Academy, and you know what that means. you got to fight for it. I just have questions. Like, doesn't the Navy – it's not the Navy, I guess. It's the Naval Academy. No, it's Academy. the Naval Academy, but just, like, how quickly they're like, yeah. Yeah, they should fight for it. <laughs> Don't you think that would be, like, a weird expose somebody would write, like – Naval Academy made two st- prospective students fight two each other. Two eighteen-year-olds beat each other up in a boxing ring. Right, <laughs> to be exactly. Fair, Archie's a small business owner. I don't think Ko has got there. It's a Katie King crossover, and they're busing Ko all the way from Queens to Riverdale <laughs> to fight yeah. Archie for the chance to go to the Naval Academy. Also, think about how weird of a coincidence it is that this other person, I assume it's a nationwide search <laughs> for the final person in the Naval Academy. Yeah. How weird of a coincidence it, we it is. We just can't that. choose between these two muscly white boys. Right. But it's also, like that Veronica knows him. Weird I coincidence. Can't, I can't get over the implication that uh, he is dating Katie Keene in the, in the high school present. And it's still dating her seven years later. That's love, B. He, he just, but like, they're not, like, they're adults by that point, but they're not engaged or married or anything. They're just, they're just still well, how, dating. How far they don't even live together. They live separately, but just seven years straight, man. How long uh, have you, actually, probably longer. I probably started dating earlier. When did you, did you finish any episodes of Katie Keene? I watched the pilot. Okay, so oh, yeah, he does pro- propose pilot. to her in the pilot. Yeah, but then yeah. it... And then she guys, turns him down. It, yeah, she turns him down. But after it's, she turns him down, and then they, they start living together, and then it doesn't work out. So. Wow, yeah. Looks like she was avoiding that step for a long time. Yeah, she was. That was the whole point of that episode, actually. 
But then nice. he sticks around, so. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I'm sure he does. Yeah. Uh, Veronica tells Archie that she booked a suite at the Five Seasons for after prom, which is also Ooh. after the fight. I can't believe they scheduled a fight for immediately before prom. Right, you could literally get punched in the face. Yeah, and then we just prom. wipe all the, uh, the 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 black nose makeup off or the black eye makeup off, and we just go to go to the dance. That'd be great. Yeah. Archie meets K.O., who is basically, you know, a second Archie. Uh, <laughs> Archie he'll be, again. He'll be staying with Archie and just, like, reflecting back and another another Archie. It's, it, I'm almost disappointed that, like, we didn't use K.O. as an opportunity to, like, they're, they're, they have that one conversation later where, where it's, it's very clear that they're, like, the same guy making two different decisions. But I kind of wish yeah. they played into that more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it seemed like he was, it's funny because if you watch Katie Keene, I think it works really well because KO's holding on to Katie despite her big dreams and kind of is holding her back. That's kind of the point of their breakup in Katie Keene. And then Archie's like, I don't want that for Veronica, mm. but it's confusing because I think Archie's problem is not that he's holding Veronica back. Really? It's no, that no, they're ha- that's not the conversation yeah. I think they're having at all here. Well, I think that, Archie, his heart isn't in it. Yeah. With Veronica. Uh, let's see. Bad. Archie and Keller, Sheriff Keller, are training. Sheriff Keller looks at t- takes a look at K.O. and says, whoa, that guy looks like he has four kids. <laughs> uh, it's so weird. They have, he has Z- four kids. Zane Hope, the actor who plays K.O., has four children. How old did you say the oldest one is? Um, I was talking to Ari today on Twitter, and she said that the oldest one is turning 16 this year. Wow. Which is crazy. Wow. <laughs> he looks great. He looks great, but it's just He looks pretty young, you know? He does. Sheriff Keller recommends but. psychological warfare, but I think he just wants to see the two boys shirtless. Uh, <laughs> Archie challenges <laughs> K.O. to find out who's stronger pound for pound, which I guess is something you discover by uh, doing push-ups against each other and sit-ups and pull-ups, and Archie does the and most. And also having... And also having a three-day sleepover. And also having a sleepover. Because I thought that was cute. This is a this is true though. Uh, there's a, you know, you know Game of Thrones. Yes, I've heard of it. So the dude who plays the mountain had mm-hmm. uh, challenged uh, or challenged the guy who played uh, Nikolaj Kostrowaldo, uh yeah. to 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 a strength competition, and Nikolaj uh, had challenged him on pull-ups. Because he figured the mountain's pulling way more weight in that, and he'll run out of strength first. And I think that's what that's what's going on here too. Is that because Archie's Did he like uh, two thirds the size of what this guy is? He's able to yeah. endure more. Yeah, I can't even do like one pull up. Like it's bad. Really? Yeah, I know. It's like even when I was like at my peak fitness. I really, I can't. I don't know what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So we can't have that competition. It was, it was a, it, were it, trying to do it that. It took a lot of work for me to get there, to be able to do one. I, it's a very hard move for me. Just, like, I can't quite, I'm also really bad at holding on to those, like, anything like a bar or something. Yeah. Like, it really hurts my hand. You ever try the ones so. at the gym where it, like, has a little thing you can stand on, you can set how much weight yeah. it's going to help you with? Yeah, I've used those before. 
the assisted ones aren't as hard, but I don't yeah, go to like the, that. That's kind the of point, but you, you know, you lower the assistance until a point where you can just do it yourself. Maybe one day. Maybe. She says wistfully, staring into the distance. I mean, if you don't want to, you don't want to. But <laughs> uh, after the workout off, uh, Archie invites uh, K.O. to Le bon Nut. And he's like, what is that? Well, uh, Veronica, in honor of K.O. being around, sings a love song to Archie. Archie's love song. It's so awkward. I feel so bad. I think it's his song, isn't it? It's his song. Yeah, yeah. It's the song he wrote for Betty. I hate this. I've never really, I mean, I love Veronica, but I've never really liked her relationship with Archie. Yeah. And this made me feel... So sad. Man, the eyes Betty me. gives Archie in the scene, too. That's, like, sad. Well, I don't think Betty likes Archie in this scene. I don't no, think she's, she has well, any- You know, it's weird that she and Archie don't talk about what just happened there. Yeah, they don't. But I think it's because Betty loves Jughead. Like, I don't think Betty likes, like, cares about Archie that much. I think that Betty had a moment of weakness when she was fighting with Jughead, discussing their future, but I don't think that... Yeah, but I don't think they're in love. Jughead and Betty keep having these moments. Yeah, it keeps happening. I'm not. Yeah, I, you know where I stand. Yes, you want to try something new and fun. Uh huh. And then there's Ko. Not a thought passing through his brain. <laughs> the whole thing washing over him. I don't know these people. I don't know their drama. <laughs> there's a bar <laughs> underneath the diner. That's neat. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be a fun thing if you went to a random town and are like, this place probably sucks. And then there was like a speakeasy owned by children uh, beneath a diner that had really good burgers. Like, how fun would that be? That'd be <laughs> yeah. a good time. I ship it. Archie, <laughs> I don't think that worked there. Archie kisses Veronica goodnight and she's like, uh, are you forgetting something? I love you. And he's like, I, God, I love you. I'm like, come on, dude. Oh, Just I break up with her. So fast. It sucks. I mean, I wish he, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. So, uh, K.O. and Archie have their cute sleepover. Uh, K.O. asks Archie why he wants to join the Navy. I think the first person to ask. (laughs) Thank you, K.O. Archie (laughs) says he wants to start over completely. And I get that. I'd like a new Archie sometimes, too. And K.O. is like, well, you're not going to start over because you're always going to have Veronica. Right? Right, bro? Your high school girlfriend. I'm going to, we, we date our high school girlfriend forever. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the oh, best. Baby I, like, I, do, oh. I do like that Archie and him call each other bro, <laughs> like after it's knowing cute. each other for a day. It's cute. Archie's They're never cute had a together. bro. Jughead's no. not a bro, you know? Uh, Reggie's a bro. <laughs> Reggie and K.O. Jughead would get along. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's who he hangs out with on, like, the, the day after prom. Like, it's like, who are you, Reggie? Okay, we, we can hang. I Let's forgot go. he and, he and uh, Archie also have, like, a totally platonic steam fest, steam, uh, steam room sesh. Yeah, it's not like a normal thing that people hang out in steam rooms like um, that and the, chat. Like, you know, it's a gym. So there's everyone right. approaches the steam room differently. There's the guy who stretches in the steam room. There's the guy who wears nothing in the steam room. <laughs> I've never really hung out in a steam room. I've hung out yeah. in spas. No, because you're not supposed to spend a lot of time in there. Right. 
Right. But like right. no one's no one's like ever like doing business deals in a steam room in my experience. Yeah. I would like the dry heat of the sauna as opposed to a steam room. Mm. A steam room. So. Oh, neat. Archie's mom and her girlfriend came to the fight. <laughs> Yay. As far as fights go, it's all right. It's not as good as the as the rave that it intercuts with. And I think it's what, because KO isn't super well established for there to be like real stakes here. We don't know why KO wants to join the Navy. You know? Well, also. Or if he's more deserving of it than Archie is. You're not going to hurt KO because he seems nice. And yeah, he's not going right. to really hurt they Archie don't even, because. I was, yeah. when he first showed up, and then when the song was sung. I was fully anticipating KO to find out that Archie cheated on Betty or cheated on Veronica with Betty before the fight, like right before the fight. So then KO would want to punish Archie for it. Is KO that invested in their relationship? No, but he's the only person here he's actually friends with is Veronica. That's true. So I figured. Yeah. If he were to find out that this fucking guy he hung out with for the last day or so has been cheating on his friend, I think I'd be pretty mad. Fucked. And if I have yeah, the chance to mad. punch him in the face, I'd want to do it harder. Hmm. Good point. I Good will point. say, though, the crowd work in the scene is fantastic. Reggie and Kevin are, like, in the, in the crowd shots being like, whoa, like, losing their minds over the fight, and I really <laughs> appreciated that. What if Katie Keene called, called uh, KO, KO told her the story, and she's like, well, you know you, what you have to do now. <laughs> you know you have to murder him. <laughs> it would, I, I like how in the Katie Keene pilot, like, she's like, oh, yeah, my boyfriend's a boxer. And uh, and what's her name? Uh, oh, Josie, Josie like, is like, oh, I have some experience with that. She's like, oh, I know. My boyfriend beat him up, too. <laughs> right, right. You'll see. Yeah, yeah. You'll eventually see what I mean. Uh, the judges award the fight to KO, two to one. Which means Archie can't fight for his country now. And Archie, well, he can. Archie immediately just, gives up on the Naval Academy. He doesn't want to think about it ever again. <laughs> we add to the pile of his passing interests he gave up on. <laughs> I would love to, like an actual literal pile of just like <laughs> yeah. discarded hobbies of, should, of Archie. Can we make a meme out of that? I don't know. What, I think that'd be what hilarious. What are all of his activities? Remember there wrestling? Like that was a fun game. one. Oh, yeah, that was short. He was, yeah, also was short-lived. Auditioning. Yep. He auditioned for basketball, too, or tried out for basketball. <laughs> he auditioned, yes. He auditioned. That's how I bet the I music, know about He was a singer for a little bit. He did musical theater. He was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Veronica tries to comfort Archie, asks if he wants to blow off prom, which is, again, right after this fight. But uh, he uh, wants to go because it's the last dance with all his friends, and I totally get it. Yeah. It's so, the fucking prom. So they go over to, to uh, Veronica's place, and then Hiram, get this, get this. Hiram, who's, by the way, the mayor, uh, and tried to kill Archie, offers Archie the position of deputy mayor. <laughs> and Archie, who was sent to prison because of Hiram's machinations, and again, Hiram tried to murder him on multiple occasions, It's like... That's a good idea, Mr. Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 they, nothing that either of them did warranted this redemption for either of them. <laughs> they're, they're like, like they're, they're like shaking hands and be like, I don't know why we were ever enemies. <laughs> right. <exactly. laughs> like also like Archie's dad 
is has passed away. <laughs> right. And Hiram tried to kill, even though he didn't succeed in killing yes, Fred. Yes, he also attempted to murder Archie's dad. I just feel like something about that, like the fact that like if I had lost my dad, and even if the person, and like knew the pain of how painful that was, yeah. the fact that Hiram tried to do that earlier just feels so like, <laughs> yeah. no. Uh, and then he comes sent out, him to prison. Veronica comes out in a powder blue dress. Uh, fuck, what is, what is... What is Archie's mom's first name? Mary. Mary, thank you. Mary says, smile and say Avengers Endgame, and they go Avengers Endgame. (laughs) (laughs) Who would encourage their kids to date their high school girlfriend forever? I think that's weird. I think it's weird. Yeah, I don't know. My parents were never that invested in my high school girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it's fine if it's like, if that happened, great. Yeah. You know, like your parents shouldn't like shut it down. No, but like all, you definitely all they, be all they gotta do is drive you. You know when you can't drive. Right, right. Drive me to the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pick me it. up at this time. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> that's that's the relationship I need. So the uh, the theme of the prom seems to be Riverdale season rap party because they just keep <laughs> playing on the projector uh, behind the scenes shots of the actors being friends. Adorable. Uh, Reggie came alone, and I feel bad for him. Yeah, somebody get Reggie a different. He's a very good-looking man. Why can't he get? Why can't he? Yeah. you know, get a girl or a guy. Yeah. I don't know. Anyone? Really. He is, looks like he spikes the punch with some fizzle rocks. Yeah, that's weird. That's those that's are drugs. Fun. Yeah, I, there's there's something really problems. weird about the fact that Ko just came to the prom of a school he does not attend. Yeah. <laughs> again, again, unconcerned. Classic. He just walked in and was like, sure, this is great. He's ready to stay. Kevin gives, a, nice gives a toast for all the kids. All of their parents are chaperones, which is the worst. <laughs> yes, that would be horrible. And we then, didn't have parent chaperones. And though. then when they're dancing, uh, Veronica tells Archie that her new plan is to defer Barnard for a year. Just so she can stay with him. Just so their lives are in sync in some way. Like, again, she's leaning into this relationship so hard. This is upsetting. And you want to hold her and shake her and be like, stop. This was very, very upsetting. I felt extremely bad for her in a way that I had never felt the whole other season. This is an episode where we were, I don't think we were ever really doing anything from Veronica's explicit perspective. You know, usually yeah. there's a Veronica story, but we were never really in Veronica's head this episode. We were just around her, and uh, it was, and it, it's much sadder, um, her existence when you don't see her little her little business squabbles with Daddy. Yeah, where she can get uh, her little victories. It's it's much right. wor- it's much rougher this way. Oh, I think the saddest part about this whole thing is. Betty doesn't really, like, I think Betty probably has feelings for Archie, but I don't really think that Betty wants to be with Archie. And it seems like Archie wants to be with Betty. I think Betty's always been, you know, attracted to Archie, you know, enough. Yeah. And those feelings, you know, that he's a good looking boy and they will have history. Uh, But yeah, it seems like he's like, this girl is, is, is the one now with Betty. Yeah. 
and she's, after Veronica and she's him. still and I get it. She, she as a match for for Jughead that can't be beat right now. Yeah, I just don't think Betty and Archie are going to be end game. I don't know though if Veronica and Archie are going to be end game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just yeah. It's sad. It just Being said, I think. I think Betty could still fall in love with Archie. I think Archie has a it lot just, of growing to do, but I think yes, he's going to. Sure. And I don't think Jughead is. I do wonder what's going to happen because I think we know pretty much from the time jump that the couples are all broken up. That's what it seems like. So, yeah, but what if they just all get back together in the same in the same groupings? Right. I mean, it's very possible. I hope that we spend some time. What I hope happens, even though I think, and the more I think about it, the more real it seems to me, I think Betty and Jughead are endgame. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I think it's just how it is. Sure. Uh, sure. I think we've spent too much time establishing them as a couple that for somebody to come in and beat that feels weird. But It's a lot like Lost, where like Archie's your Jack, and, oh, he, and yeah. he thinks he deserves Kate, but like... Jughead Sawyer out here, and I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like it's not gonna. And yeah. this guy wins. He's I just think better. that like, I think that there definitely was a time in season one where Archie and Betty were endgame, and Veronica was gonna go date Reggie or something like that, or find a different love interest. Oh yeah. I don't know. I think. I think it's it. But I do think that that could be kind of the fun where it's like One Tree Hill, where you had so much time building up Brooke and Lucas, even when, even though you kind of, I think, knew that Peyton and Lucas were going to end up together, you kind of knew that just because of the way it kind of started. You saw them first, and then, but you still got, like, real romantic moments. People still shipped it when it was happening. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, he just... I, I think Archie. If Archie, if they just let Archie be funnier, he'd 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 yeah. jump up people's <laughs> rankings a lot. Yeah, yeah, probably. I think it's because he has to be all- so kind of blandly good that it's a little bit like he's not that exciting. He's kind of he's kind of seems like dumb and boring. And yeah, he's hot, but like that's all he is. I think the bad boy trope. People always want people with bad boys because it seems like. It's- yeah, they're more it's, vulnerable or something. You know, it's not even like bad boy is what people are looking for. They just want someone interesting. <laughs> yeah. But like the moody boy, I think that's kind of more of a appealing yeah. quality in these. But I also, I'm going to stand by this. I think that's, that's a very high school uh, mode of thinking. And if the show oh, yeah. is going to transition into adult characters, they might be looking for different things out of a relationship. That's true. And maybe uh, maybe sure. an older, more mature Betty doesn't want to go out solving crime all the time. <laughs> or maybe an older, more mature Jughead doesn't want that. Yeah, maybe Betty Jughead does. changes. I don't think he does. I think Jughead's a guy who thinks that <laughs> he nailed it like two years ago and he just needs to keep being totally. this guy for the rest of his life. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> he does think that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so Cheryl, Cheryl wins the Queen... And she's of like, course. I want to invite my friends, uh, Jughead, Betty, 
Veronica and Archie to dance with me. And I imagine Kevin's just sitting in the crowd being like, are you serious? I know. Jesus, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Him and Reggie would be like, hey, are we not? Really? After all this? I think we were in a cult together. Right. Yeah. No, 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 no. He's in a relationship, you know? It's... <laughs> No, no, but she's like only only crazy. lesbians in this dance. No gays. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. But uh, uh, it's okay because it gets but they do this. I, I'm sorry. It's a great moment. It's a great shot where they just hold on Archie and Veronica after she makes that announcement. Being like, fuck. This is the last thing they want to do right now. Uh, but they have well, did to. We say, did we skip the part where... Archie tells her, "Oh, I shoot. wrote the song for Betty." I think I did jump past that. I was too excited. Well, that's, uh, yeah, I yeah. Know. Archie tells uh, Veronica everything about prof. Oh. He's like, "You don't understand. It was the musical." Uh. <laughs> it hurts. Okay, so then, it hurts. I mean, once we get to the the next breakup scene. I think it's also like a little bit perfect though, because you're like, yeah, they are done. They are done. Yeah. They are not getting back yeah. together. Yeah, Veronica uh, astoundingly uh, thinks it's a great idea to not tell Jughead. <laughs> yeah, I kind of liked it. I don't like that at all. No, I think it's smart because I think she's right because I don't think Betty wants to be with Archie. So there's really no, I mean, I wouldn't be able to live with myself if a situation like this happened and I didn't tell my partner, like I wouldn't be able to handle that. But I understand what, that if, because Veronica loves Betty. That's yeah, a ship I like, would love to see. I guess but. my beef is, why doesn't Veronica want to talk to Betty about this? Well, we don't know if she doesn't, but we just know that she doesn't want to blow up her relationship, yeah, I, which I think is pretty sweet. I figured she, I figured Betty would be one of the first people she'd want to talk to about it. Well, I think that if I were Veronica, I could also see her thinking, "I'm going to, I'm going to just leave." Like I could see her pulling a Serena Vanderwoods in, just hopping on a train in like two episodes, ignoring everyone. Betty's really confused. Yeah. But she's in New York. Archie thinks he needs to start over, but like Veronica actually should like start over somewhere. But you know, maybe she will. Maybe she will. It's just weird. We're going to get two more episodes in high school, I think, or maybe three Mm -hmm. uh, before that happens. So. Yes. Veronica doesn't want their last two weeks of school or episodes to be overshadowed by this. She just wants them to get to the end of the school year. And then they'll go their separate ways. So I guess... But that's not clear if they're going to, like, pretend to still be dating or if they're just going to, like, right. not... Or if they're just going to, like, pretend things are normal and be friends until they go their separate ways. Yeah, it is very unclear. But I do like the way this one ends. Hermione finds Veronica crying and asking what's wrong. Oh. Veronica tells her that something happened between Betty and Archie. And we just get Hiram watching from the shadows. Like, yeah, I don't think the deputy mayor thing is happening anymore. I think he's going to try to kill Archie again. I know. That's what I think, too. But do you also notice that that it's was like, a throwback? It's like, fool me once. <laughs> did, did you notice the, the throwback to the pilot, though, with Veronica on Hi- Hermione's lap and her going, like, what's wrong? And she has, like, a glass of wine. <laughs> no, pilot, I'm not shocked Hermione had a glass of wine. <laughs> right, exactly. But I thought it was really cute. 
It was like uh, a sweet moment. Archie gets home and finds a new tape on his front step, and he plays in Scott Pop Steiner, and he he proves that he knows to fast forward on them. (laughs) (laughs) Right. He fast forwards in, and we get to a reenactment of the Black Hood pointing a gun at a guy in an Archie mask. And, like, it looks like they're shooting this in Pops. Hmm. Jellybean likes Pops. Jellybean's got access to locations. He's got a good location scout. Yeah, hey, quality films. That reminds me, because that's the end. Um, I don't actually remember what most of our things are at the end of the episode. Although, I guess we do, we get to name, like, the for real, for real prom king and queen. Yeah, wow. And, like, taking out the show, sure. We don't have to switch, we don't have to do different genders. They can be two of the same, but they're not Cheryl and Tony. <laughs> um, I think... Of this episode or of the whole show? Well, let's do this episode and let's and then let's do all of high school. Okay, I think that Veronica is prom queen <clears throat> of this episode just because she's so quietly supportive and honestly, she needs a win. She deserves um, better this episode. Absolutely, she deserves to be. She prom does. Queen. But I think of all time, it's Betty. Betty has saved I, enough yes, lives. I, of across high character. school, the prom king and queen are Betty and Jughead. Yeah, and 100%. Personally, I think. Not that I want to take Cheryl's moment away from her. but Right, you would never. I think it would be way more interesting for Cheryl if someone else won. Yes, it would have been more fun. Yeah. But and she had a hard And if it were well. Betty and Jughead, that would be such an inversion of the, like, I'm weird, I'm a weirdo thing. Yes. For them to be like, oh, you can take off your hat crown, here's a real crown. And he's like, no. <laughs> no, I, I think it would be cool to like put him in a real crown. It would be cool to see him deliver a speech or be like, at the beginning of this, I thought that I was a weirdo. But now yeah. like, you're all my friends. <laughs> it, yeah. It would have been cool. But they didn't do that. They sent him to different schools. Nice so, uh... And then, who is our favorite <laughs> chaperone? Um, I think FP, solely because he's leaving. Yeah. And I'm still he wasn't there, it. I think, at the dance, was he? No, he was. He was chaperoning. Okay. Uh, I, uh, so let's let's climb in that rumor mill. What do we? Well, what do we think about this latest tape? Uh, they talk about it like this is like going to break everything wide open, but it just seems like another one. Another thing. Okay, so I read an interesting theory, and I will be writing about it for the dip. Um, I don't believe this theory, but. Somebody was saying that maybe it had something to do with Hal because Hal um, was the only person at the diner when Archie was shot or when Fred was shot. And it's recreating it pretty clearly, specifically. Um, I don't necessarily think it means anything. I just think that the voyeur is doing reenactments of all Who's the voyeur? We're talking about the odds here. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The auteur. We're doing the auteur. Auteur, how do you say it? Auteur? Auteur. 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 So I don't think that the auteur is actually really doing anything that, like, I don't think he had to be there or she, Jellybean, had to be there in order to understand what was happening. I'm sure Archie told everyone this story. No, but I I do believe that she filmed this at Pops. And if so, do you think, do you think next episode is going to like pick up on that and be like, Pops, it's own shoot a short film here? 
Also, like, <laughs> or, literally, or will they just be like, I don't know, these tapes, they just keep showing up. <laughs> there's there's no, there's no, there's no trail we can follow. Yeah, there's no security tape at, no security camera at Pops, despite literally everything that's happened. Maybe these kids bringing in a tripod. I mean, hey, who knows? Who knows? But, yeah, that's kind of the only theory that I really have. I yeah, think it's Jelly I think, Bean. I think, I think Hiram's going to try to beat up Archie. I yes. don't know what that's going to have to do with Archie finding the tape. I think... Cheryl and Tony are broken up now, potentially. They might get back together. I think uh, they're broken up. Veronica and Archie are done. Yes. <laughs> and we got two oh, more to break up, Betty and, Betty and Jughead. I mean, I think eventually you're going to find out that... The only, the only couple I want still together in seven years is Fangs and Kevin. Fangs and Kevin. I know. Yeah, That's I'm fine with couple. that. We've established. They're amazing. Yeah, they're Can't done. They're finished. They nailed it. Uh, it. It's just, I'm going to be really sad if Veronica and Betty's relationship comes apart. I think that's the one that I really, really care about. Yeah, it just feels like it's been a while since Betty and Veronica were even in a story together. And yeah, I think that's, that's, that's something I miss. Veronica, more and more recently, has been even more about the men in her life than she was before. And the businesses she's running, which I just feel like, I wish they would kind of divorce from that a little bit because I just don't think it's the most interesting thing to choose. Yeah, you know? well, instead like, she's going to be like a real businesswoman in the future, won't she? <laughs> but at least it'll make sense, I guess. So. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a little bit easier to believe. Than, I mean, even when she's giving the tour to the Navy Commandant, she's like, also, he runs this gym it's a business <laughs> i like why do you need to join the navy Just be a very confusing guy. who's gonna run the gym i don't Mad know Dog, what you know now that the navy thing's off the table what what do you think what is archie gonna do after high school i think archie's gonna stay in riverdale and run the community center maybe he might even he might even work at the school he might become maybe he's football coach you know yeah something like that and honestly i think that makes sense for him yeah. So I don't know why he's not going to be the guy who goes to New York and has like a big life. And I think that's fine. That's the point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I who agree. knows? But yeah. Oh, so. So. You watching anything? Anything you're excited about? Well, I finished. I was texting about this, but I love the wilds on Amazon prime. I think that if you like Riverdale, you might like it, but it has nothing to do with it's basically lost, but it's a group of teenage girls who are going to a, uh, like a women's empowerment retreat. The plane crashes on a desert Island. They all get stranded. And then the interesting thing is like, yes, it's about that. It's it's kind of, but it's just girls. I can't really tell you too much without giving it away because there are a lot of twists that you mm-hmm. won't expect. But the interesting thing is that it goes into the backstory of all of the girls. So it's like you're watching the island, but you're not like completely on the island the whole time. Mm-hmm. Everybody kind of gets their own backstory episode plus like little things peppered in. You know it's Lost really, did that too, right? Really yes. <laughs> yes. It's very similar to Lost. Okay. But, but it's very good. It's it's very, very good. How many and episodes? It has, it's only 10 for the first season, but it did get renewed. And I'm hoping 
because I believe it films in Australia that, that it's going to be okay to continue there. Seems like almost everyone is Australian in the cast, actually. Not everyone, but many people. Are so. they doing Australian accents? No, they're not. Uh, mm. So it's pretty cool, though. Pretty cool. What about you, John? You know, I want to talk a little bit about the new Batwoman. Oh, cool! You, you, you're, I, you were a little bit keyed into this story, right? The Ruby oh, yeah, Rose yeah. thing. Oh yeah, we talked. We yeah. talked about it. Yeah. So, like, you know, unenviable position. You yeah. already had an unfinished season one. So, like, the character of Kate Kane, Ruby Rose's character, never really came to any conclusion. How do you start season two? You, they, what they did was they crashed her plane. Oh. She was, she was, the, the first season ended with, like, first of all, Batwoman did, like, the weirdest thing where they're, like, the bat suit, the suit makes you invincible. It's so good that, like, you're never really in danger while you're wearing the bat suit. But it can be beaten with one thing. Kryptonite. They gave Batwoman the same weakness as Supergirl. Why? I'll I'll never know. Okay. It, like, like, works in the context of the show, but it's still, like, that's not really a Batman thing. So, like, she's going to talk to Supergirl, and, like, on her flight back, her plane crashes. And a villain later takes credit for it. And also, you don't see the body. So there's always an out yeah. if they want to be like, nah, she wasn't on that plane. But her suit totally. is on that plane. And this homeless girl, the new main character, Ryan Wilder, finds it. She puts oh. it on. She has, a his, she has a story where, like, she and her grandmother or her, or her adopted mother, like, got her life together. She was going to move into this new place. And when they moved, they opened the door oh. to her new apartment and find it's full of squatters. And the squatters immediately attack them, oh. kill her adopted mother, and beat her up on the ground. What? Until, yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, until uh, the series villain Alice comes in and was like, hey, let's get out of here. So like, she's immediately connected to huh. the series villain, because the series villain and her thugs, or her goons, uh, killed, killed Ryan's mom. Uh, so Ryan uh. puts on the bat suit with the express intent of getting revenge for the death of her of her adopted mother, which two of the two of Kate's best friends, her her sister Mary and her friend Luke, both lost parents also. So they're immediately connected to her like that. It was like really it was really impressive how they like connected everyone. And when she learns about Kate in the newspaper, she's like, oh, this she like. Ryan is bi and Kate was gay and like, oh, this was a rich person who like stood up for people. So like it, 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 it was really impressive how they made this, how they managed to slot this new character into a show that really revolved around this other character's social circle. That's interesting. That sounds fun. Yeah. I would watch that. Give it a shot if you want. Yeah. I have all the time. It's a bit of a repilot, but also like, you know, there's going to be a lot of things you're going to be like, what's going on? Well, I watched the original. Pi- I think I watched people, maybe like two people, or three episodes. By the end of season one, there was a lot of face swapping going on. Oh, I don't love that. <laughs> like, like because of the villains having different faces or because they... Yes, the villains were able to um, make faces. Like, like mm. super realistic, like Mission Impossible masks, basically. They I hate that. 
That is like my least favorite thing in any show when that is possible because it just gives you too many options. I think it's off the table now. Everyone who is capable of doing it is dead at this point of making the okay. masks. I think that's the last we're going to sure. see of it. They did that on Pretty Little Liars and I just felt like I didn't, it kind of ruined a little bit of it, even though I understood why they had to do it. Um, but is what it is now. It's weird so. that it never ruined Mission Impossible for me. Like, they never went too far with the masks thing in those movies. <laughs> well, it was kind of the original. The, the show, I think, was, like, all about the masks. I didn't know there was a show. Yeah, it's based off an old show. Oh, that's uh, so funny. There was a series called Mission Impossible. It was made around the same time as Star Trek and, like, next huh. door to each other. So when yeah. Star Trek, the series ended, Leonard Nimoy just got a job on Mission Impossible and, like, moved across the Perfect. street. And the first Mission Impossible movie with Tom Cruise casts the original series hero as its villain. Oh, I like that. That's cool. Yeah, but they couldn't get the actor in because he was like, I'm sorry, you're doing what to my character? <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. So they hired John yeah. Voight instead. Oh, hey, I just uh, watched a movie with him in it. So, not that interesting. I know this is this is usually the part where we talk about where you can find us, but I think both of us are kind of on a break from social media right now. Well, I'm still on Twitter. You're on Twitter? I Twitter? I am still on Twitter. I am at Riley Tweets, at R-E-I-L-O-Y Tweets. Um, but yeah, and then we're on Instagram still. I'm at, well, we are at the Riverdale Register Podcast on Instagram, so you can find us there. John, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me weekly on my podcast, The Riverdale Register, which I oh, do with you. Great. And uh, on my blog, The Catcher in the Rye. Caitlin, guess how you spell rye? Um, R-Y-E. No, you'd think so, but you'd be wrong. <laughs> it's actually W-R-Y. So. Okay. Wow, good pun. Yeah, oh, Amazing. thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I just I know up don't enough, a very so. rambly Star Trek piece. That sounds fun. So. Do we know Do we know anything about next week's episode? Do we have a title or anything? It's called The Preppy Murders. The Preppy um, and if Murders? Anybody knows, yeah, there's actually oh, a murder Brett's that happened. Of course. But uh, the real-life Preppy Murders, we'll talk about it next week. But uh, Actually, I'll save it for next week. But if you know, yeah. you know. And if you don't, I will look forward to explaining it to you. So, yeah. We get to do Amazing. this again next week? We do get to do this again next week. Wow. Uh, forever. This Until is, the show ends. It's crazy to be back. It's it's the it's a ride, man. It's a, it's a hardcore ride. Very excited to be back. John, what do Hold we on. do now? I just got my lab report back from the day. Let's find out if I have COVID or not. What if you have COVID? Can you imagine if this episode ends with me going, oh no, I just got COVID. Right, exactly. That it would have to be an abrupt end. Not detected. Not today. Woo! What do we say to the god of COVID? Aha. Over and out, River Vixens.